2: Hello everybody and welcome back to A Changing Attitude, the show that drags you kicking and screaming through the dog shit that was 1996 WWF on the promise that it will get better as we go along. I am Mags and uh, with me um, this week, um, Scottish Danny. Scottish Danny, how are you sir? Hello Mags, I'm really well thank you very much. How are you? Yes, I'm not doing too bad. Um, for context, I've just literally um, watched uh, Wrestle Kingdom that one today. Had a lot of fun doing that, uh, and then get to spend some time chatting uh, about this uh, this role with you. So good day <laughs> had by all. Um, but you've got a little bit of news, I believe. Uh, so uh, Danny, as you know, has been on for the on uh, on a change after for the last few weeks, filling in. Uh, uh for for tanner whilst he continues his his move across the the states and kind of uh, gets himself resettled in in austin um and we Ori and i have had so much fun with uh with with danny kind of uh filling those filling those boots uh the listeners clearly have, have really enjoyed it because uh the numbers tell us uh that, that more and more people are engaged um so we um, we offered Danny um, the opportunity to to maybe stick around a bit longer, uh, be a, a, a more permanent member of the team, um, and Danny has graciously graciously accepted. So first of all, I want to say thank you, Danny, for for uh, helping out over these uh, these past few weeks, and also. Thanks for 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 being willing to be a part of this team, and yeah, it's going to be fun over the the next few years or so going through the attitude era with you, sir.
3: Oh, thank you very much, and thank you to all the team. I mean, it was I was just blown away when you uh, asked me to uh, be a part. I was just like, wow,
2: just. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, you also have a have a little more of a tidbit of of news, uh, something that. Um it those of us in the know uh kind of uh uh already knew about, but uh it's becoming more and more of a reality. So yeah, tell us about your new project.
3: So we me and Chris Bellis, are starting the uh one man's meat podcast, which is brilliant uh, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. That was all Chris. Um uh we just we discussed the uh rare wrestling that people have forgotten about like names like Luther Reigns and uh, Mark Jindrak, and things that people don't talk about anymore, rare shows, uh, those shows that are not on the WWE Network like Sunday Night Heats um, and just things like that yeah and uh, we couldn't have done it without people like you, Rob, Dan, Andy, Cy, things like that, Ori um, and uh, Tanner yeah so we're really happy and thank you.
2: Yeah, and, and and this is going to be a part of the um the unbooking the territory um, network uh, or however they're going to name it group. Uh, uh, so if you've ever had a reason to go and subscribe to uh to Rob and Dan's uh, podcast, unbooking the territory. Uh Dan and uh, Chris have just given you another reason. So I'll definitely go and check them out. Uh get involved. Go and follow him on on uh Twitter. I think it's at, at one man's meat podcast, if that's right. Um yep. yeah, go and give them a follow. Get in on the ground floor because uh, I've got a feeling this is gonna be a, a, a banger of a of a podcast. Thank you. <laughs> but and this is a smooth segue, what wasn't a banger uh was this episode of Raw. Um so uh, coming straight out of uh, um, uh, in your house, it's time. Uh, we had the, the episode of Raw from December the 16th, 1996, uh, in uh, the Ass Palace, Tampa, Florida. And we've got uh, Vince, Jim Ross, and Jerry Lawler on commentary, and we're starting off pretty hot, uh, from the, from the pay per view. Um, we were actually, this, uh, the, the the comedy team actually started talking about the, the opening match, uh, Austin versus Vader, which we found out about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but yeah, we hear Bret Hart's music and Bret Hart starts uh, stomping his way to the ring, clearly unhappy, clearly upset um vince mcmahon sounds flustered like he hasn't got a clue what's going on and jim ross drops the bombshell oh it looks like there's an impromptu interview yeah i'm going to deal with that right now um so yeah we get um an interview with brett hart uh where he's uh he essentially says if this is the the way WWF and and uh the the way uh the big players in WWF are playing with no rules He's gonna be like that. He calls uh, Shawn Michaels a little prissy. Um, says uh, slags off the, the the fans of the clique. Uh, says he lied that he wouldn't interfere in the in the main event, and he did all that because he couldn't handle the fact that he uh, Shawn Michaels is not as good as as Bret Hart. Um, it's a very run of the mill kind of heel Bret Hart uh, interview, but he does drop some uh, nuggets of info. Uh, he announces himself to be uh um in the Royal Rumble. Uh and then he uh he says he's going to sit at the announced table and just mind his own business. Uh what did you think of this uh, kind of uh opening with with uh, Bret Hart uh kind of airing his grievances, Danny?
3: This uh had a lot of different I mean if you you've watched Bret Hart from ninety-four to ninety five, I mean this was a completely different Bret Hart, obviously. He had a lot mm-hmm. more edge. Um, I I just I to me it just felt a lot forced if you know yes. what I mean it just mm-hmm. yeah it just it didn't come off natural I mean Bret Hart really hasn't been known as the greatest promo man of all time but I mean this I just wasn't a fan of this
2: yeah um, I mean I I was never a huge fan of Bret Hart as a heel anyway uh, because he he's always come across as that clean cut baby face character uh, and sometimes it's it's hard to. Wrap your head around uh, the the total one eighteen character. He made a lot of sense in in what he was saying, though. Um, mm. That uh, that show Michaels had uh, screwed with him in the match when he when he said he he wouldn't do. But yeah, Bret Hart's promos are nowhere near the quality of his in ring work. No,
3: definitely not.
2: Um, so after that, we actually do go into into the first match, uh, one that we were we were told about uh, a few weeks off: uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, taking on the person who should have been the focal point of uh of its Tad, but was uh, weirdly not on the card. Thank you, Shawn Michaels, you politicking douchebag. Um, yeah, Stone Cold versus Vader. Um, not a long match by any stretch of the uh, the imagination. Uh, but we we do start to get more of that um uh, um that Austin character that becomes more prevalent in, in the, the 97, 98 era of WWF. He starts doing things like loose Pressers and stomping a mud hole. Um, the fans are really kind of uh, getting behind Stone Cold now as well. Um, I mean, we've commented on this show how WWE likes to almost rewrite history, uh, saying that Austin 316 was massive from the get-go, and now here we are some 7 months later and it's it's now only just starting to kind of steamroll where the fans are getting behind us he's really kind of growing in into that character um, what did you think of uh, of this match
3: this was uh like you said it wasn't the best austin match but i mean it was a fun little brawl um there was nothing wrong with it um i did there was one major major offense in this was uh stone cold hit a low blow on vader at one point and the referee mm-hmm. in clear view just did nothing <laughs> but um other than that i mean it was uh it was a pretty good uh good little brawl but um with very very uh not really good finish what did you think
2: yeah, the, the finish, I mean, the finish made sense in terms of it kept that uh, that uh, Austin versus Bret storyline going. Um, but, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of these these janky finishes, and I'm certainly not a huge fan of uh, when wrestlers have more than one uh, storyline going on at a time. And if you look at Bret Hart now, he's essentially got three. He's got uh, the, the stuff with Sarko Sid, he's got uh, the stuff with H- uh, HBK, and now he's also in 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 the middle of this this Austin thing it's uh he's spreading himself a little bit thin for me mm-hmm. um but knowing how this works for Austin's career i understand why they're doing it uh but yeah it was it was a decent opener we've we've seen far worse but we've uh we've certainly seen far better
3: yeah uh, definitely
1: Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Promotional consideration
2: paid for by the following.
0: Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net.
2: After that, we get a Coliseum home video exclusive. Uh, Even though, if you watch it on the network, we saw pretty much exactly the same thing uh, with Ahmed Johnson uh, doing his in-ring interview. And then um, Farouk and the nation uh, in in the crowd, essentially calling calling him an, an Uncle Tom Saying that he's gonna, uh, when you talk about the promised land, you talk about Farouk, uh, and uh, he's gonna, he's gonna essentially whoop the living piss out of Ahmed. And up we get again Ahmed starting that chant: "You're going down, you're going down." Uh, just to like a little recap and a refresher that that this storyline is still going on. <laughs> it was
3: it was just basically the same thing wasn't it
2: <laughs> yeah exactly the same yeah. um so then after that second match uh tag team match against the godwins and razor ramon and and diesel um do you know i've i've not liked this razor ramon and diesel um run i didn't like it when it first happened certainly mm. don't like it 25 years on but this wasn't the worst match. Uh, I mm. think finally we, we're getting a, a little bit of a, uh, of chemistry between, uh, between not only Razor Ramon and Diesel themselves, but between them working in, in the ring. I mean, the Godwins I think are very underrated in maybe not so much being one of the, the upper echelons of tag teams, but can certainly work a decent match. Mm. Um, Definitely. And then you've got like four big hosses, uh, essentially slapping meat. Um, another pretty short match. Uh, I was actually surprised that uh, the um, Razor and Diesel went over because this this team hasn't got that much more legs to go. I don't think uh, the jokes run pretty thin already, and it already feels like WWF has, has kind of uh, a backed off from from uh, the whole point of the the, the team. Uh, but what did you think of of, of the match in general? Um, yeah, like
3: you said, it was really good. The big the big um the big thing I was shocked about was uh Jim Ross saying that fake diesel was twenty-five here. I was actually shocked because he did not look like a 25-year-old.
2: I think Kane's been 25 for maybe 25 years.
3: <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was it, it, definitely their best match as a team um, from what I've, the little I've seen. I mean, I'm just shocked that... I mean, did they make it into 1997,
2: these two? I think... Um the kind of fade out in January, uh, early January of 1997. So, yep. yeah, we haven't got – thankfully, we haven't got much longer <laughs> to put up with this trap. But there was a – I think the, the the finish led to a, mm. a pretty cool segment um, when uh, we uh, saw so – we see Razor attempting to go for the, the Razor's edge. Uh, then we see uh, um, Henry Godwin sneak up behind and, and lock in the slop drop, uh, mm. but then Diesel slides in. Uh, and and delivers the the the, the jackknife, a, a good little kind of a sequence of of moves there. Um, I thought the the match was was fun. Nothing nothing kind of memorable. Uh, it's not one I'd, I'd urge everyone to go back and watch again, but certainly not the worst uh, match that we've seen from from uh, Razor and Diesel. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, so then, uh, going on from that, we get uh, Vince McMahon uh, having um, um, uh, an impromptu interview with Sarko Sid. Uh, again, they they bring up uh, the stuff with Bret Hart. They bring up the stuff with Shawn Michaels, uh, and the, the 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 stuff with Jose Lothario. They mention that uh, Shawn Michaels uh, um, is facing him at the Royal Rumble, uh, which is in San Antonio which is not only Sean Michael's backyard but Jose Lothario's backyard and and essentially this is more continuation of that uh heel turn uh, I suppose for 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 Sid when he he essentially warns Jose Lothario to stay at home uh and and watch on, on pay-per-view because if he gets involved again he's 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 gonna pay. Um Standard uh, Sarkozy style interview, uh, and as we said last week, he's good at conveying emotion. The, the quieter his his interviews get, so um, yeah, I, I, I thought this was a a very adequate um, interview from Sarkozy. What did you think?
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, it just contrasts with the Shawn Michaels interview that we'll be seeing next as well. <laughs> it's a perfect
2: contrast. <laughs> yeah, and, and we'll we'll get straight into that because we kind of we, we get a cutaway to Shawn Michaels uh stood in front of a screen uh before we go for, for a, a break. And the, the camera stays on him for, for quite a while. <laughs> and I don't think I've seen a human being chew gum so intensively <laughs> as Sean Michaels was chewing this gum. <laughs> mm. If he wasn't on some sort of uh, um, substance, I would be shocked because he couldn't stay still. He couldn't focus on the camera. Um, he his, his eyes were really dark, like he'd been awake for like 72 hours. And that gum... Got the chewing of its laugh. It was a uh, yeah. It was quite worrying. Uh, but we get a, um, an advert. And I think it was actually the the advert for the um, the WF um, theme music album, the the one with uh, Fred Blassie in the studio, and then a kid dressing up as his favorite uh, WF characters. And it always kind of freaks me out when you get that that last one where the little kid is dressed as gold dust. And he kind of like bats at the screen. Yeah. So that's a weird advert. Mm, definitely. <laughs> I, thought
3: it, I thought it'd be on Taron's TV, uh, that, that old uh, advert, that old adverts clip show. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, so, yeah, we then go back to Sean Maccles and, and uh, we get his, um, his response to, to not only to Sid, to, to, to Brett. Uh, I focused on Sid at, at first saying that he can't wait for his uh, title shot. Um, the, um, the 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 seventy one thousand San Antonio fans will not only be uh, behind him, but will also be behind the Texas legend Jose Lothario. When he focuses on Bret Hart, um, he kind of alludes to Bret not winning the Rumble and saying, if he doesn't win the Rumble, there'll be no excuses uh, for for Bret, and we better believe him that that he's going to leave San Antonio as the WF champion. Uh, and as as for Brett, he's not the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. And even if he wanted to be, he just couldn't do it. Um, interesting Shawn Michaels interview. Um, for for all his faults and for uh, how much he looked like he was on on the, uh, the 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 sniffing powder, he got across what he needed to get across. He promoted the the uh, the rumble, promoted the, the upcoming match with Sid. Uh, and kept that kind of the fire burning between him and, and Brett Hart. Um, these three kind of interviews with all these three uh, main players in this title picture, they, they did what they needed to do.
3: Mm, definitely. I mean, it was all about sound bites, wasn't it? Just, mm-hmm. um, just getting across the points, getting across the selling points and things like that. You're absolutely
2: right. Um, so then um, another match um doug furnace and phil lafon now if you remember they're putting a, a great show in at um i think it was survivor series um where they essentially beat the 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 champions in uh in the survivor series match ended up being the the last two survivors if i remember rightly um really talented wrestlers uh and they went up against who tl hopper the plumber uh the guy who's uh Puts his cloth down the back of his pants and then wipes his brow with it. Just <laughs> absolutely grammar. And Doctor X. Now, uh, for those who don't know, Doctor X is is actually Tom Pritchard on uh, un, under under the hood. Um, this was a squash match as much as a squash match uh, uh, can be. Um, Furnace on the front. It looks like the WWF have got a lot of potential for these guys. Um, whether that kind of sticks and we, we see them uh long term uh we we'll, we'll certainly get down that road but um tom uh dr x and and tialpa do a good job of, of putting the, the the two uh the two faces over um we see the the cobra clutch duplex which is something we haven't really seen a lot of uh in in this era of of WF, uh, uh, so far but it's a, a relatively short match uh we get jr uh bigging up the two saying uh how he thinks that they've got a shot uh to becoming uh the the best of the tag team vision uh and in terms of wrestling yeah i think he's he's got a point whether they have the character um to to get there who's to say but uh yeah danny give us your thoughts on this match sir this was the
3: first time I'd seen T.L. Hopper. I'd always heard uh-huh. about him in the various dirt sheets and Power Slam magazine and things like that. But this, uh, wow, it, it just exceeded expectations <laughs> for mm-hmm. how bad of a of a character this was. I mean, just, wow. Yeah, um, if you can get past that, it it wasn't an offensive match. It, it just, it was kind of just there. But um, like you said, the fill and um and... Uh, Dark furnace. Just it was
2: just a thing for them to just get over here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just to keep them, I suppose, in everybody's mind. Because it's been a while since we've actually seen anything from them. So, yeah, um, inoffensive match. You nailed it absolutely perfectly. Um, Then we get a a little bit of a a soundbite from from Billy Gunn uh, telling us uh, that he's going to prove that he's the top gun. And then we go into um, a very offensive match. Um, <laughs> not so much the what happens in the match it, it's more the aftermath but uh let's get into it this is your um people's main event this is the, the 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 tournament of the of the summer uh this has took so damn long to get here we've got the karate fighters final with uh jerry lola uh taking on sable now we are uh, we, I think there's a little bit of miscommunication because we see Jerry Lawler before um, um, the... He's obviously on, on commentary, um, but before the, the match gets set up, he says he's going backstage. Then he ends up being in the ring and then he ends up going backstage again. Um, I think there may be a, a little bit of editing errors or maybe a little bit of a, a confusion, but he wants somebody in his corner to kind of balance out uh, for, for Sable's uh, uh, valet Mark Miro, so he gets uh, Hunter Hurt there. So after all these weeks of booking this Karate Fighters uh tournament, it was all a ploy to add to the story of Hunter Hurt there versus goddamn Mark Miro, Jesus Christ. Uh, but yeah, um, we get a little bit of a of of, um jacking uh joe jacking from from uh lola calls uh he calls um sable a uh, a cheat um we get to the the actual match if you could call it a match and it's essentially two grown-ass adults playing with a kid's toy where uh the karate fighters kick each other off their their plinth i suppose sable wins um then um Lola demands a rematch, uh, gets essentially told no, starts um, berating Sable. Then Mark Miro comes to her defence saying, why don't you get a piece of me? And you can see Triple H sneaking behind him uh, to clock him, uh, beat him up. Uh, so the, the the schmoz is on, uh, Jerry Lola and, and Hunter beating the living piss out of Mark Miro. And out comes Goldust for the save. Um, yeah, so Goldust uh, evens the odds, cleans, cleans the ring. Uh, Marmiro um, and um, Sable and Hunter leave, and we end up with uh, Goldust and Jerry Lawler uh, in the ring together.
0: This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out cheshirecom bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShop.com.
2: Jerry Lawler, now we have... We have give him grief over this show for the, for the stuff he said about um, Mark Henry for the stuff he said about uh, Jake Roberts. The guy has, is, has been a scumbag. Let's, uh, let's not beat around the bush, but this may be the very worst that we've seen certainly so far. And uh, in, in the, in the run of this show, but it may be the worst we'll see for a long, long time. So, He's um, Lawler is essentially um, uh, giving Goldust grief about uh, Triple H making a pass at Marlena. Uh, he's trying to get Goldust to uh, stand up for himself, uh, and he 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 makes a comment that Helmsley is a real man. Uh, so Goldust uh, starts to ask him, "What does he mean by saying he's a real man?" And we see Jerry with the innuendos going well you know, uh, and Goldust wants him to say the words. And eventually we get, uh, and I'm not going to repeat it uh, because it's, a, it's a, a term that is offensive, it's horrific, uh, it's no place in, in wrestling in 2022, uh, two, um, certainly had no place in 1996. But yeah, he essentially makes a very uh, homophobic reference um Gets his comeuppance when he gets absolutely slapped the the living piss out of by uh, by Goldust, and uh, we get uh, Marlena coming in the ring. Yeah, Danny, talk us through what you thought about this this match, and then this segment with uh with Jerry Lawler. Well, as far
3: as the match goes, I mean, just uh, it it was over very quickly, wasn't it? Because <laughs> they they obviously did in pre-tape well in, in the back of this, but um. As as the match, it was obviously unmemorable. I did wonder if this was worked like this uh, karate fighter, it, so that Jerry Lawler's one would fall off first. But
2: they uh, probably glued or uh, blue <laughs> tack down yeah. the, uh, the 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 figure.
3: Yeah, I think you're right, just so they could get this uh, <laughs> angle out. But in terms of uh, the slow, oh, just what were they what were they hoping to achieve by this? The crowd died. I mean, mm-hmm. just it was just flat. Were they hoping for a pop or, or anything? I mean, this was just oh, just
2: it, yeah. It 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 what it didn't even get the heat that that a Jerry Lawler segment should get. <laughs> it. I mean, we all know that the character of Goldust was meant to be, uh, sexually ambiguous. I mean, we had we've had the whole thing where he was uh, rubbing up against um, Scott Hall <laughs> uh, when he was when he was uh, Razor. We get that this is meant to be uh, an uncomfortable character uh, for for people to get their head around, but to go as far I, I, for me, it works better as a character because you have that uh, you you don't quite know um, what the 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 sexuality of the golders character is. That's mm. how it works. That ambiguity. For, for Jr. Uh, for Jerry Lawler to come out and and flat out say the word that he said for for Goldust to uh, have to deny it, it takes away from from the whole point of that character. And I get it to build a feud, and I get it to get heat on on Lawler, but it ju- it just felt it felt unnecessary and crass, yeah, definitely and needed. I, I didn't like it at all. It was uh, very much the turn in the punch ball for me on yeah. this show. It just it just
3: killed the crowds, but, um, I mean, nobody took it serious. I mean, just uh, how can you
2: build a feud on this? Just, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, if there was ever um, a segment on this show that that made the fans turn over to natural, this is probably it. Mm, absolutely. Uh, so then we get our main event, um, one that we've been uh, teased quite a few weeks uh, the the uh, splitting of the smoking guns. Obviously, we had the the Billy promo earlier in the show, um, and yeah, this was a uh, interesting. And I wouldn't have really kind of pegged both of these two as main event uh, stars. Billy certainly on his way there. He certainly got the charisma, but um, I wouldn't have pegged that these two would would end the 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 Raw after a pay per view, uh, but interesting finish i mean so uh in 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 the match um we we start and then instantly go to a commercial which (laughs) makes not the 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 slightest lick of sense uh because when we come back from the commercial it's now the the pace of the match has really slowed down and we see uh billy uh taking the lead we then get shots of both uh billy and bart's wives uh in attendance on the show um then uh, we see Billy really working uh, a technical style with uh, chin locks and then net breakers. Um, then we we um, we see that Bart gets a, escapes and kind of does a uh, a stun on the on the on the ropes, uh, and Billy um, kayfabe. I, um he essentially um, hurts his neck, uh, lands really awkwardly, uh, and he essentially stays down. Um we see Bart really kind of looking shocked at first, thinking what is going on? Is he trying to pull the wool over my eyes? Uh but then when when we get the the X going up and uh, and then the the official coming out uh and and then the wives are both uh both uh coming into the ring absolutely berating Bart for for a sense of saying this has gone too far. Uh, you two are meant to be brothers, and now one of you is uh, is is out. Um, Bart really does a good job of of selling his remorse, uh, kind of realizing how how bad it has gone, and and Billy ends up doing uh, the the stretcher job, uh, getting shipped out uh, to to end the show. Interesting end to the show, and like I said, not something I would have ordinarily thought would have happened. But what did you think of uh of of this? segment of a match that we saw and uh and the, the way ended um give your give us your thoughts danny yep
3: well this is the battle of the guns that we've been promised for uh, quite a long <laughs> time
2: <big> <laughs> welcome to the gun show
3: yep <laughs> and uh yeah it it i can see why it wasn't on pay-per-view now <laughs> mm-hmm. but um as far as the ending goes this was the first time i'd seen a royal finish like this um up to this point anyway, it was just like, it, I think this, they, they were either copying a Nitro that had happened. Uh, I have a memory of Ric Flair uh, being stretched out. Was it 1995? I think. I'm, I'm not sure. I have to look it up. But um I just, yeah, I just wasn't. This could have been shelved to the middle of the show, to be honest, in uh, my opinion. But um yeah, it, it kind of left this role as, as a, as like, Oh God! Like rather than wanting to tune in with like a brawl at the end, instead mm-hmm. uh, they've left it on a down note, and it's like, oh, you're quite depressed after watching that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I totally agree. But it's a, a an interesting change up from the the endings that we've had, uh, yeah. recently. So I give them props for trying something new. Um, mm-hmm. Whether whether it'll work and uh, and we'll we'll we will get some resolution to this story uh, uh, down the line. Uh, but it certainly won't be next week because uh, no. uh, next week's again in the same recording block. So we'd st- we'll still be at the ass Palace in uh, Tampa, Florida. Uh, we we have I think Hunter takes on Mark Mero for the for the RC title. We have the return of uh, Rocky Maivia, uh to uh, to continue his feud with uh, Salvatore Sincia. Uh We have Cybernetico uh, S- uh, and Piroff taking on the new Rockers, uh, and then we have a. Uh, Bret Hart versus uh Razor and Mom. So uh interesting card to uh to watch next week. Uh but that's about all from, from us this week. A, a relatively short uh episode. Uh but there was not a lot of meat on the bone in terms of this this uh this raw. You can tell they're in uh um, the the typical post pay-per-view uh, uh scene where they, they're gonna be building the stories for, for the next show. Uh, but other than that, uh, let's uh, let's give some socials and get on out of here, Danny. So uh, tell everybody where they can find you on social media and, and give them a, uh, a another update on the uh, on the the content that you've got coming up very soon.
3: Yep, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Scottish Juggler. I may not sound Scottish, but I am, <laughs> and uh, you can also follow uh, One Man Meat Podcast for. Um... Uh, future shows that will be released. Our first episode will be released this month. So I'm um, looking forward to that. But uh, in terms of that, uh, that's all I really do, really, on social media. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so so go give Danny a follow. Uh, definitely go and check out uh, One Man's Meat podcast. I am genuinely excited for it. I, um, can't wait to see what you and Chris come up with. Uh, as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Podfather Mags. Uh, definitely go and follow uh, our missing cohorts, um, Tanner at Texas Gentleman underscore and Ori at Ori the Draw on all social medias. Uh, follow the podcast at ACIA podcast. Uh, and whilst you're here, check out some more content here on the, on the chair show. Uh, there's absolutely amazing content creators uh, creating a plethora of outstanding content, not only in audio form but also in written on on the on the website with uh, news, uh, analysis, and opinion pieces. And then also, uh, whilst you're at it, go check out Pro Wrestling Tees slash The Chair Shop for your uh, quality merchandise. And as Ori says, definitely go check out those soft style t shirts. Uh, in in, in honour of uh, the Twitterless heroine herself, Miranda Morales. Uh, but, yep, that's all from us uh, at Cheneyatu. We will see you uh, next week. Uh, but uh, as we always say here on The Chair shop, remember to always use your head. Bye, folks.